Can the Dallas Cowboys upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Crossover Podcast between the Cowboys and Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosier from Locked On Cowboys. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. I'm joined by David Harrison from Locked On Bucks. Check him out on Twitter at dharrison82. David, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Marcus. How are, how are you doing? Are you ready? It's it's game week, first game week of the season. Let's do this. I, I forgot what it was like to be stressed before a game, <laughs> right? Like you'd miss this feeling of like being stressed and anxious uh, and excited all at the same time. So it's 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 nice that we're back. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about this matchup, David. For mm-hmm. you, what's the one thing that's you know the biggest storyline coming out of Tampa Bay right now? Yeah, if I have to pick the biggest because there's a a surprising amount about this team that we really don't know yet and i don't know that you know if 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 you'd have told me that was gonna be the case back in like january when they got eliminated from the playoffs i would probably would have called you kind of crazy but like now we pretty much know the squad that's going to be but so much has happened this offseason um with with the tampa bay buccaneers but the singular item that the Dallas Cowboys have to be looking to exploit and the Buccaneers fans, media, the team themselves have to be wondering how it's going to go is that interior offensive line. And I know that nobody thinks offensive line is sexy. Nobody thinks trench play is, you know, is, is the most fantastic. I mean, you, to your credit, have a trench player hanging up on your wall. So I'll give you credit for that because usually it's the Dion's and the Romo's that are hanging up on people's walls. Right. So shout out to you for being a, a smarter football mind, but you know, it, it's hard to blame people because that's what's exciting, but that doesn't happen unless the quarterback has protection or vice versa for the Deion Sanders of the world, unless the defensive line is getting some penetration. And when you look at the front, Ryan Jensen's obviously out. Ali Marpet is out because he's retired. He's skinny now, living up his life, no longer offensive lineman shaped. And then they're replacing another guard because Alex Kappa uh, made his way north up to the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals. So you've got three new interior offensive linemen, Tom Brady, for, for as long as I can remember, the key to beating Tom Brady is what? Pressure up the middle. Well, every year he gets a little bit older, he gets a little bit slower. That key becomes an even bigger key. So the Dallas Cowboys are obviously going to look to do this against Tom. But now that you have three new interior offensive linemen, the question is, can the Buccaneers stop the Cowboys from being effective? What's funny for the Cowboys, it's it's the offensive line, but it's the tackles, right? Yeah. Tyron Smith out until at least December with a knee slash hamstring injury. Lyle Collins, who started week one against Tampa Bay last year, he's off to Cincinnati after the Cowboys moved on from him. So it's going to be a rookie, Tyler Smith, playing left tackle, and an undrafted free agent, Terrence Steele, playing right tackle. I mean, David, it's kind of scary because yeah. Todd Bowles could do some crazy stuff uh, up front with his pass rush. Uh, Shaq Barrett is phenomenal. Joe Tryon is a guy that we liked in the first round. Mm-hmm. Got to admit, 
pretty nervous about the Cowboys offensive line going into this game. Yeah, and then, you know, and like you said, Todd Bowles, I mean, he's the, he's the head coach now, but make no mistake, he is still the defense coordinator for this team. He his, The Todd Bowles defense is going to be alive and well uh, in Tampa, and absolutely, he's looking at those soft spots, and you can guarantee the Buccaneers are going to test it very, very early. Shaq Barrett is going to look to make a very big statement on national television and get back to his really high sack numbers from two years ago. Joe Tryon Shoinka looking to prove the Buccaneers right, moving on from Jason Pierre-Paul, a veteran who's been very steady for him or for the for the team moving on from him letting JTS step up into that starting role and then you've also got some other guys Akeem Hicks is a guy uh it's like two podcasts removed but I've got to give shout out to other media members around the Tampa circle because Chris Collinsworth was in town to kind of do his pre-homework you know do his mm-hmm. his pre-gaming for Sunday night and he was overheard by Evan Klosky of WTSP 10 Tampa Bay down there our Tegna partner uh, affiliate in Tampa Bay saying that if Akeem Hicks is healthy this year, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can get healthy Akeem Hicks, no way anybody is stopping this defensive line. So when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, not just Shaquille Barrett and Joe Tryon Schwenka, but Akeem Hicks, William Golston, the underrated stud on that defensive line, and Vita Vea, who's it's his first year as a team captain, so he's looking to prove the Buccaneers right in that decision. It really feels like this game is going to be one in the trenches, right? I mean, we could talk about the star power at quarterback between Tom Brady and Dak Prescott and the weapons all over the place, but like what offensive line can play better and what defensive line can get pressure. Uh, the Bucks are probably a little bit more experienced on the defensive line. The offensive tackles are certainly better than what Dallas has, but we'll see. Like these are this, these, if you're a big football nerd, like these are the matchups to really watch like Vita Vea against Tyler Biotish and Osa Odigizua against Luke Gadecki. Like that, that's where this game is going to be decided. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned football nerds. I mean, you're you're obviously one with your jersey hanging up back there. I also am one. I mean, I wish I was a little bit better. Like I can't evaluate hand placement and, and foot placement and all that stuff on an offensive lineman the way that some of these guys out there. The but you Brandon can tell Fords what a guy's losing world. though, right? Like that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can tell when someone's winning or losing or when someone looks shaken or when their their base is offline and all that stuff. But I mean that again, that is, you know, a lot of people, what do we do? We watch the ball when we watch football, right? And look for a fan, yep. enjoy it, live it up, eat your nachos, drink your beer, watch the football. That's where the action is happening. But for guys like you and me, and like a lot of our listeners and a lot of our viewers, I'm sure on your channel, just as much as mine, this is where that game is won and lost. This is where the nucleus of everything happens. That's where the football nerds, as you put it, which I embrace that title. That's where we live. All right. We're going to talk about some of the big matchups to watch in this game between the Bucks and the Cowboys. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the US, Canada, and the UK. Book a spacious uh, SUV or a minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Or find an affordable economy car if you're on a budget and you just need to get from point A to point B, or if you want to test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on for a while now, you can do that as well. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. All right, Avery, what is the biggest matchup that you're looking forward to watching in this game? Yeah, as much as I'm excited to see the trench play and the pass rushers on, on both sides of the field. I mean, look, I'm, you know, Buccaneers fans, they love this about me and they hate this about me sometimes. I am a football fan first. So 
I don't want blowouts. I don't like blowouts. You know, I'm an Ohio State fan as well. I don't like, you know, like Notre Dame, Ohio State kind of going down to the wire. That's my style of football. I don't like blowouts. I want to see nice competitive football, and that's usually what you get in the National Football League. But for for one of the key matchups in this game, I'm actually going to go away from the trenches, away from the pass rushers and the pass protectors to the receivers and the defensive backs. But specifically, I'm looking at the Buccaneers defensive backs, the Dallas Cowboys receivers, because obviously Amari Cooper is no longer in Dallas. Everybody's making a huge deal uh, about that and how well is that or how much is that going to impact Dak Prescott and his number one uh, Dallas Cowboys offense from a year ago. I think it's going to be significant, but I don't know that it's it's not going to like take Dallas from like the top, you know, offensive, you know, production, yard production points and all that stuff. Offense to say 15, I think maybe one to, I don't know what, four or five, I think might be a little bit realistic, but then there's some injuries. There's some, some concerns there. Maybe I'm just underselling Amari Cooper. You can tell me, but what I do know is on the other side of the ball, Carlton Davis, the third, he's your number one cornerback. He's back for a reason. Very talented guy, but also very physical guy. So we're going to see how these referees are going to call this week one mm-hmm. primetime matchup. Are going to let some hand fighting happen? Or is Carlton Davis going to get a flag early and then have to kind of play off a little bit, which is not really his style? Jamel Dean, Mike Edwards, and Sean Murphy Bunting are three Buccaneers defensive backs all entering walk years. They're all in their final years of their rookie deals. One or maybe two of them are getting new deals. Who is it going to be? That decision-making process is going to start in week one, but Jamel Dean is quarter, cornerback number two. So he's going to be on the guy on the field going up against your Michael Gallups, your Noah Browns, or Jalen Tolbert, a guy who I loved coming out of the Senior Bowl. I loved the way he entered the Senior Bowl, kind of a last-second invite, really no notice, showed up, still balled out, still impressed NFL coaches. So I'm really excited to see Jalen Tolbert uh, get his career going. And then just how Dak Prescott navigates with the, with the new weapons he has, with the new formation, I suppose, of the weapons without Amari Cooper, and how he goes up against the secondary, because for all the differences between this year's Buccaneers team and last year's Buccaneers team, the secondary, by and large, except for the strong safety position, is basically the same. So Dak knows these guys. He's seen them. He's played against them. Granted, lost, but he's had an idea, the opportunity to use his hindsight, which is always twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Do some more film study. How does Dak come out? Because I think Dak is, is an underrated cerebral quarterback, right? So I think mm-hmm. this is where his football IQ can really help the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we should point out Amari Cooper had a massive game last year yeah. against the Bucs. I mean, yeah. just was dominant in the game. CeeDee Lamb had an early touchdown, but other than that, didn't too, do too much. You mentioned it. Like, CeeDee Lamb is the guy. And Mike McCarthy talked about it this week. Like, hey, everybody's going to focus their attention on CeeDee Lamb. We anticipate him being the guy that gets doubled pretty frequently. We've got to do a good job of making sure we get him the ball and avoid those double teams. So... I expect David the Cowboys to be pretty creative, right? It might be lining him up on the outside on some snaps, bringing him into the slot on third downs. Don't be surprised that they even use him in the backfield and try to get him touches that way. The offense is just, <laughs> it's going to have to run through Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb. So if I would be shocked if CeeDee Lamb leaves this game without like 10 plus targets, like that would be yeah. an absolute shock to me. No, absolutely. I mean, you go back to last year, you know, like you mentioned, uh, and, and the way that Amari Cooper kind of balled out, but then CD Lamb also kind of being out there. It, it's amazing because I've listened to some other podcasts, some guys that I, that I really respect around the NFL media circles, and everybody's talking about, man, remember how many times the Cowboys threw the ball? You know, remember how many how many times Dak Prescott had to go back there? I mean, 58, 58 pass attempts, yeah, right? 58, 58 yep. pass attempts. But what nobody is remembering, the Buccaneers ran the ball less. The, yep. the Buccaneers actually had fewer carries. Now, they had fewer snaps as well. So Tom Brady only threw the ball 
50 times. But the Dallas Cowboys actually ran the ball more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, despite the fact that Dak Prescott threw the ball 58 times. So you have to imagine one or both of these teams is coming in and say, you know what, maybe let's mix it up a little bit. Let's, maybe let's, let's not come out with the exact same attack, even though both teams put up a good amount of points. Both teams kind of came out. I, I think I remember correctly. Both teams came out, even the Dallas Cowboys lost, said, you know what, we did some good things, though, against yeah. a, nat- or a national champion, a Super Bowl champion. So you had some things to feel good about. Obviously, both end up in the postseason. But I think if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's already been a publicly stated intention to run the ball more in 2022 than they did in 2021. Leonard Fournette, he, you know, the the overweight Leonard Fournette stuff was overblown to begin with. But going to training camp, he looks really good. He looks he's definitely bigger, but it's a good bigger, if that makes any sense. Yep. And he's he's one more year experience. He's one more year a veteran. Rashad White, the rookie out of Arizona State, mm-hmm. which I love because that's my alma mater. So, you know, I love seeing uh, a Sun Devil thrive in the National Football League as RB2. He looks like he's got the makeup of a three down back. Then you still have Giovanni Bernard, who's a little bit, you know, banged up. But if he's healthy enough to run in week one, he's got some pass catching ability. And Keyshawn Vaughn, your fourth running back in mm-hmm. Tampa, actually had a really good preseason. So with the with the tools the Buccaneers have in that backfield, I just can't imagine Tom Brady throwing the ball more than 40 times, which is still a lot, right? That's oh, still yeah. a lot of passes for yeah. a single game. But it's also 10 pass attempts fewer than last year. I would expect both teams to run the ball significantly yeah. more in this game than they did last year. For a couple of different reasons. Number one, Brady's 45 years old. Uh, they've had some injuries at receiver. Now, we can talk about whether we think Chris Godwin and Russell Gage are going to play, but even if they do, I don't think you want those guys running a million routes. I, I think both teams have some uncertainty on their offensive line, so if they can just kind of keep this game close into the third and fourth quarter, I kind of think both sides are going to be happy with that, David. But for me, the other matchup that I'm really excited to see it's Mike Evans against Trevon Diggs, right? Like Evans is the, the the healthiest, most established guy with Tom Brady. He's the the, the receiver with double digit touchdowns in each of the last two years, and Diggs is the Cowboys' all pro cornerback. Like they're okay giving up some yards, but they need Diggs to make a play or two. And he did. He made one last year. He almost made one in the final drive uh, before Tampa Bay went down and scored a, the the touchdown at the end of the game. But mm-hmm. like. That's the one. If the Cowboys are going to win this game, they've got to find a way to slow down Mike Evans. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be key because the Buccaneers, when you look at just just a strategic standpoint, that's going to be key for the Buccaneers is to get Mike Evans rolling early and to keep him rolling uh, as much as they can because not only is he a guy who has shown just throughout the years with quarterbacks much less talented than Tom Brady that he can be that reliable guy, but like you mentioned, Chris Godwin, uh, you know, listen, We'll, we'll see what they do with him. A full participant on Wednesday's injury report. I don't know that I think that he's actually going to play. I think that's more mind games, uh, forcing the Dallas Cowboys to prepare for number 14 to be out there and then potentially not actually having him out there. But Julio Jones is a guy who's still kind of getting up to speed. Russell Gage has had some injuries that he's dealt with uh, during preseason and training camp. So really, I mean, when you look beyond Mike Evans, wide receivers two, three, and four all have reasons that you may not be able to rely on them for an entire game here in, in week one, right? When we get to week four, maybe, but in week one, you may not be able to rely on those guys. Then you have Scotty Miller, Rashad Perryman, Jalen Darden behind them. And those are role players. They're nice role players, right? But if you're looking at one of those guys to be your number two receiver, then you, you've got some, some problems. Uh, Cam Brake, Kyle Rudolph, and Kate Otten, the three tight ends. I think they're obviously going to get mixed in there as well. And how they 
kind of mix in with the Dallas Cowboys linebackers at second level of that defense. And if they can be effective enough to pull the pass rush back, make the Dallas Cowboys play less aggressive on defense than they want to, that's going to play big into the Buccaneers' hands if they can make that happen. Let's go ahead and make uh, some score predictions in uh, this game and give some of our thoughts. So, uh, as the opposing team, as the away team, David, why you go first? Uh, what's your thoughts in this game and who wins and why? Yeah. So, as of right now, or at least as the last time I checked, these lines are always moving, right? And we'll see how the injury reports start to play into this. But last time I checked on betonline.net, the Buccaneers are two and a half point mm-hmm. favorites. I like that line because I think this game is going to be very, very competitive. Uh, I do. We'll get into this more when we get to the NFC East conversations, right? But I do think the Cowboys kind of came back down uh, to earth a little bit this offseason. But I don't think, again, I don't think anything is going to tank them, you know, to to, a, to an extreme uh, amount that some people maybe think the Dallas Cowboys are going to fall off this year. But I do still think the Buccaneers come away with the win. I take the over, but barely. I think it's 27-24. Maybe it's 30-27. to not, not too dissimilar from last year's score, to be quite honest with you. In the beginning of the seasons, we always see the defense take a little bit more time to catch up to the offenses. So I think you will have more than 24 points on each side, or at least bare minimum 24 points. So I like a field goal spread between the winner and the loser of this game, but I do have the Buccaneers winning by three. So officially, I'll go 27-24 Tampa Bay. All right, my Lockdown Cowboy listeners are not going to love this prediction. <laughs> I, I don't kind of just don't get the feeling that this game is going to be particularly close. Like I oh. think the Cowboys offense is going to be very clunky out of the gate dealing with you know a a new left tackle who never took a snap at left tackle in the preseason training camp at all uh you've got a new starter at left guard a new full-time starter at right tackle the cowboys number two receiver is going to be noah brown a career backup the number three is probably simi fahoku who has never caught a pass in an nfl game before like there's just going to be stretches, David, in this game, but the Cowboys' offense doesn't do anything. Like they yeah. could have multiple straight drives where it's three and out, um, and that has me a little bit concerned because we know with Tom Brady, right? Like you punt the ball back to him two or three straight times in a row, the Bucks are going to come away with points. And I don't trust the Cowboys' special teams unit. It's one of the worst special teams units in the NFL. I could see this game getting away from them a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. the one thing I would say is the Cowboys' defense. I think they're going to keep them in a lot of games. Like yeah. we've seen them last year against good opponents. Like they can control the line of scrimmage. The defensive backs are pretty good. I think they'll allow them to hang around, but I kind of like like a 27 17 type of game here. Yeah, Buccaneers fans would love that type of type of an outcome, Marcus. And you know what? I'm always happy to let the the other hosts of these crossovers be a little bit more down about their team. I'm always I'm always okay being a little bit higher on the opposition. But you know, let's be honest. And, and Mike Debate of Locked On Patriots can can attest to this. Tom Brady lets you do that a little bit. Tom Brady lets you come in and kind of take the humble route uh, and not be too brash. And then when you know when things go your way, hopefully. Uh, things things can get a little bit more more bolsterous at the end or than during the playoffs. But yeah, I mean the Dallas Cowboys, like you said, you, I mean you you laid it out there perfectly. I hope your listeners actually appreciate what you just said because it means they're going to get honest and they're going to get upfront coverage all season long of the Dallas Cowboys. And as a football fan myself, that's what I want for people. The people I listen to outside of our network, because you know I love the Locked On Network, mm-hmm. but the guys I listen to outside the network, the Daniel Jeremiah's of the world, the Bucky Brooks's, and and guys like that. I listen to them because they give it to you straight. They don't sugarcoat anything. They don't try to dress it up to be more. They don't church it up, as, as we like to say. Yep. They give it to you straight. And, and I appreciate what you say 
Uh, I'm sure your listeners are hoping that my Dak Prescott football IQ permonition kind of yes. comes to fruition a little bit. Better. Well, I would also say, just like last year, like the Cowboys can lose this game and yep. you can still be really excited about like the way Absolutely. that the team is trending. Like we saw last year, like Dak looked healthy and he was he played well and the defense held up for the most part against Tom Brady. As long as it's something like that and it's not one of these, hey, it's a 38-10 massacre in Dallas. Yeah. Like oh. week one has never meant less in the NFL, right? With right. a 17-game schedule, right? It's, it's just not that big of a Unless deal. Unless you're Carson Wentz going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Week one means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, anytime that we can dunk on Carson Wentz in this podcast, we, we will do it. So, All right, let's recap uh, this episode so far, David. We think the biggest matchup for both sides of the ball, and the biggest storyline for both of these teams is on the offensive line, right? A lot of new pieces for the Cowboys, three new interior offensive linemen for the Buccaneers. Certainly something worth keeping an eye on. We're also checking out the uh, the wide receiver cornerback matchup on both sides. I'm really interested to see Mike Evans against Trevon Diggs. That's an all-pro versus a, a Pro Bowl receiver. Should be a lot of fun. And then for the Cowboys, I've got them losing a tough game here in week one, 27-17. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this game is closer than what I think. But uh, that's what I've got for the Cowboys side of things. What about for the Bucks? Yeah, like you said, I mean, the biggest storyline, obviously protecting Tom Brady with that new interior offensive line and those new pieces, and especially uh, rookie Luke Gedeke. Like, how is he going to do against that Dallas Cowboys pass rush? And if if I'm the Dallas Cowboys defense coordinator, I'm bringing all kinds of exotic movement to that rookie guard to see if I can take advantage of that. And then not only the receivers, but the tight ends. I mean, first and foremost, we had to find out which receivers Tom Brady's even going to have to throw to. I'm sure he knows a little bit better than those of us on the outside do at this point in time. Uh, but then the tight ends, can they force the Dallas Cowboys to kind of back off a little bit, play a little bit less aggressive by attacking the middle of that field and also uh, being effective there in the run game as blockers and and all those things. And then, yeah, finally, I do have the Buccaneers winning, so we agree on that, which, I mean, look, if if some of TV history kind of repeats itself when, when, when all the quote-unquote experts agree, we tend to be wrong. So maybe Cowboys fans can find some solace in that, but I've got the Bucs covering the spread, winning by a field goal or a little bit more than that uh, to kick off the season, Sunday night football, week one. And, you know, it's it's uh, the start to a very long season and perhaps, Marcus, a, a playoff preview uh, between be these two teams. Yeah, it's going to be hard for this game to top the, the week one contest we saw last year, right, on yeah. Thursday night football. If this game is anything close to that, I think we should be in for a pretty fun night on Sunday night Absolutely. football. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Buccaneers your first listen every single day. Now, for your second listen, check out the ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you can get the Lockdown Bucks and the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Check us out on YouTube. You can follow David at dharrison82. Uh, great follow. Absolutely does stuff for the Commanders and for the Buccaneers. Uh, you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game, and we'll see you guys next week.